This is Why We Fight, from their King is Dead album, 2006. This is KRFP, FM 90.3, Moscow, Idaho, krfp.org, where we stream live. KRFP is a community-supported, community-supporting radio station. I'd like to give thanks right now to the three anonymous donors who have supported this show, this show being Labor Lines. I am John Andercheck. Going to have three, two interviews, excuse me, two segments with Dave Gariani, business rep for the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 77 out of Spokane, Washington, and then going a bit farther out of the area with Kim Griffin, a candidate with Labor Slate out of the Bay Area. So, Again, recording this from my home in Idaho County for a play on October 13th, if everyone at the station gets this right. Thank you. Once again, I'm recording on October 1st from my home on the Clearwater River. Uh, my own private Idaho is the song used to play. And with me today is Joe Gariani. He is uh, Dave, excuse me, Dave Gariani. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Okay, Dave Gariani uh, with the great International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 77 out of Spokane, Washington, a, a union from which 
I just retired. And uh, Dave, uh, you're the business rep now. You were a utility lineman before that, but I'm just going to leave my introduction to that and let you go ahead and, and tell whoever's going to listen to this show all about you. <laughs> that sounds good. Thanks, John. Uh, uh, love the show. Uh, got quite a few of your episodes and uh, appreciate what you do for, uh, for the labor movement. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a lineman by trade. Uh, I came up at a uh, San Diego gas and electric, uh, started there in, uh, in 98, uh, three years after high school started out. Uh, my, my dad, my dad worked for SDG and E for 40 years. Uh, he retired there. He's a lineman. Uh, my brother works there. He's a lineman. He's actually a uh, troubleshooter now. And my nephew now works there. He's a lineman. So it, it's kind of in the blood and kind of grew up, grew up around it. Um, uh, so I hired in and spent about a year on the gas side digging ditches, and I, I already knew that's not what I wanted to do. But uh, so I ended up getting a uh, uh, a groundman spot, and uh, it, it was a little bit different down there than than how they do things on, you know, on the outside construction. Uh, everything in the company was all based on seniority. Um, so you bid on a job, they go down the seniority list, and if there's a class or a test you have to pass, you know you go through that. But I was lucky enough to jump on as a we called them line assistants down there, uh, basically just a ground. And, uh, went through an orientation class and got thrown out to, uh, to the Beach Cities District, which was just absolute best place to work. Uh, Southern California, Pacific Beach, Mission Beach. Uh, it was just great. Um, spent about a year as a groundman and then made made a apprentice lineman in August of 2000. Uh, did my three-year apprenticeship, did my night schooling. Um, everything was on-the-job training. And it was great. I had a great apprenticeship. I had a lot of good instructors, a lot of a lot of good people I worked with um, at Beach Cities and other districts as well. Um, topped out in uh, August August twenty first, two thousand three. Uh, not long after my brother, and um, you know I started doing my time out in the out in the field, uh, working on crews. Uh, made my way up to uh, you know kind of a lead lineman with with one of my foremen I worked with for quite a few years, and uh, then eventually I took a. Uh, what we call a relief troubleshooter bid. It's just a, you know, troubleman, uh, first responder. Um, took that. It was a six week class. I had to pass for that. And that was, that was a lot of fun. I uh, learned a lot more with uh, substation work and switching and um, customer problems. That, that was one thing that I really enjoyed uh, when I started getting into that was, was actually going to a customer's house and finding out what their problem is you know, if they've got half their power, they've got flickering lights, you know, you go to their meter and start doing your checks and everything. And it was just really satisfying um, when when you're able to help a customer out. And, you know, you make you make the company look good. You make the brotherhood look good. And um, it just, it's just very real, real gratifying. So um, so I was with 465 down there. And um, in my time down there, we had a couple different business managers. And, and before I left, I, I moved up to moved up to Spokane, Washington, in uh, July of 2016. My my wife is from here originally, and I know, long story short, we decided to leave San Diego and come up here and a little little, little easier, laid back living up here. And you know, my wife wanted to be near near some family and and you know, just cheaper living, less crowded, and enjoy the four seasons. Um, so when I when I left. It was there were it was election time at a at a four six five and um, Nate Fairman a good good friend of mine uh, love the guy he uh, you know fairly new journeyman lineman 
I helped I helped assist in teaching some of his classes, and then um, uh, he decided to run for business manager. And it was a shock to everybody, but it was it was the most amazing thing ever. Is young guy jumping in the jumping in there, and uh, he ended up winning. And that was right right when I moved up here, and um, I, I got to watch him kind of evolve from afar, and uh, watched him on social media, and it re- really inspired me. So when I came up here, I ended up working for one of the utilities up up here, and I, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't working out very well. I mean, I worked with some pretty good guys, and it just it just wasn't the right fit for me. I just, I just couldn't find my niche. And, um, you know, three and a half years goes by and, uh, getting involved with the union with local 77 up here, going to all the meetings, uh, I ended up getting on the, uh, Spokane labor council, which, which, uh, wasn't really sure about that at first, but it, it ended up being a really good, good fit for me. So after about three and a half years of working for the utility up here, um, I was talking to uh, our business manager, Mike Brown, or excuse me, our assistant business manager, Mike Brown, uh, here at the Spokane Hall, and I, I, I said, you know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna jump ship and get on that uh, California gold rush and go back and do some construction in California and make a bunch of money. And I just, <laughs> I just remember he looked at me and said, oh, "Bleep, not you too." I was, we were getting a lot of guys leaving to go, you know, chase all that money, but. Um, he said, you know, you just, you know, don't do anything yet. We might, we never might have an opportunity for you. So kind of make a long story short. He, uh, he invited me to come help him out in the, in the business office. Uh, it was, uh, late October of last year, 2019. And, um, came in just to help him out temporarily. And that ultimately just rolled into a permanent position and, uh, took over some of Mike's assignments and, uh, it's been quite an experience. It's um, definitely a lot different than line work, but <laughs> um, I, I really enjoy the challenge of it. I really enjoy having to do research, going through contracts, uh, grievances, negotiations. Uh, really, you know, really having to, to to work hard and study and and um, you know learn labor law. Um, I was lucky enough last year to go to the uh, my first year of the Grace Carroll Rocky Mountain Labor School. Uh, I was in Wyoming last year, and it was that was mind blowing. Just the the um, the schooling and, and what what they teach you. Um, unfortunately, it was canceled this this year due to COVID, uh, just like everything. But looking forward to going back my second year, hopefully next year. But um, yeah, it's just been quite a quite an experience uh, learning so much about. Uh, about everything, but uh, really enjoying it. So I know I'm completely long-winded. <laughs> no, that's great, uh, Dave. It's doing great. I'll just I'll step in here for a little bit because uh, you know we're talking shop here, uh, brother. You know, like I you know I, I mentioned to you, I've told people uh, I carry a current card with the laborers, a great union. But uh, for a while there, I carry two cards. I was with the IBEW. And so for those listening, uh, I was a groundman or like you say, a line assistant for those who can. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. There's the lineman who's up the pole and there's the groundman that's on the ground. And uh, yeah, yeah. And you get yelled at a fair amount of time, but it's always, um, uh, you know, it's never, you know, you only got to yell. You got to keep the tools going up. A groundman's a demanding position. Um, it really is, yeah. it's it, it's uh so that's what a groundman is i was proud of my work um and uh 
you mentioned the gas side. I actually did a fair amount of gas work with uh, IBEW uh, Local 44 out of Butte, America, as they like to call it over there. Butte, Montana, yep. great union town, uh, yep. great union history. Um, and uh, we did a fair amount of gas work there. I enjoyed it, but you're darn right. You're digging a ditch. I mean, it's you. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're either. Yeah. You know, it's not that I didn't enjoy um you know we, it was a good mix between doing actual gas work or we were either doing that or um uh doing conversion jobs for for the electric side we we're putting in putting in conduit mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff so and i really did i actually did enjoy it and i did want to do i did want to go to the to the welding school to learn the weld and all that stuff but it was you know it was either okay you're either gonna be a lineman or you're gonna be a welder which you, you're not gonna have both but so I ended up obviously going to the line side. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still respect that work. And um, I never forgot where I came from. Um, came from the dirt. Right. I still talk to, to a lot of my brothers from back home who uh, I started out with. And you know, we still keep in contact every now and again. But uh, got some good memories from, from being on the gas side. Yeah, the so. gas side's interesting. Uh, be, uh, the replacement's very interesting because you're working. You're working basically. You're you're digging up the existing line. Um, uh, it, it's very demanding. Uh, again, it's high spec. I mean, your line. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, you, you don't get used at Billy Bonds or where that stuff they sell on TV where you could fix any leak. Uh, <laughs> that, well, yeah. the, the one thing. The one thing that, that really scared me was was uh, was uh, remember. I was green as can be, and I'm, I'm uh, standing standing at the top of a hole with a fire extinguisher next to me, and the foreman says, hey, keep an eye on him, and uh, now the welder down in the hole, and he's in this little four-foot-wide four by four-foot deep, upside-down welding on a, on a six-inch gas main. I mean, literally upside-down, his feet almost hanging out of the ditch, and the <laughs> foreman said, yeah, just man that fire extinguisher. I said, well, Holy crap! Like, I'm like, I would not want to put myself in that position. If he blows through, and it's, uh, yeah, I just that just did not. Yeah, and it's like that it would not work for me <laughs> right I, that, yeah that brings up my memories yeah we replaced line and butte but you know we got uh, we're going to talk about a lot here uh, we're enjoying right, ourselves yeah. but no this is fine but i uh, but you know let's just jump jump i was going to wait but anyone that's listening and uh they're being intrigued by this work uh and some maybe are going, are yawning, but anyone that's intrigued by this work, uh, a young person, it doesn't matter the age, doesn't matter the gender, if they're intrigued, they think, gosh, welding upside down, uh, replacing gas lines, uh, pull, you know, we're talking some great vocations here in a great union, in the great trades. And uh, we could maybe get into that later too, how to, how to get hold of your office or how to look into that. But yeah, someone's thinking about that and go, yeah, I mean, it, it, um, uh, it, there's really something to be said about that. I mean, it, uh, it, it gives you a lot of pride at the end of the day uh, and at the end of a project. Uh, uh, something if people are thinking about that, we'll make sure they uh, uh, know how to get hold of you uh, at the end here so they can uh, be looking at it. It's uh, It certainly is a great vocation. And um, so there you are. You know, you're the business rep. You mentioned the California gold rush. I had kind of forgotten about that. I imagine that's either ongoing or it's going to have another spike after all these fires in Oregon and uh, 
uh, California with all the lines are going to have to get replaced. Uh, which, sure, yeah. yeah, which, yeah, yeah, about a year. Yeah, everybody was everybody was jumping shit and heading down there. You know, there's plenty of guys from here that I work with. I mean, they literally packed up and moved their families down there. Right. And, uh, and it's, it's funny, they're coming from Southern California and they're coming up to Spokane, Washington. Yeah, I, I took a lot of heat for, for that, you know. <laughs> I took a lot of... Uh, right. You know, Southern California. Yeah, another California. California. Yeah. Well, they're all down there. Right, right, right. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's There's this great program on Netflix called Shit's Creek. So I'm not breaking the uh, FCC <laughs> rulings. And I love it, but I just tell people, I said... Now, if you've done any traveling for work or what we call in our union tramping, that motel was is not bad on that program compared to where we end up staying, right? You know, so. <laughs> but anyways, here we are. We're talking about uh, Local 77. Uh, you rep, yeah, we talk about the great IBEW. I'm, I'm going to say almost uh, three quarters of a million members overall. Would that be about right, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, throughout Washington State, uh, North Idaho, and uh, parts of Montana. Um, and, and it's great. I, I really, really enjoy, number one, being in this union, uh, not only Local 77, but I've been the IBW altogether. I've been almost a 22-year member, and it's done nothing but good for me. Um, I, I mean, actually, my entire life. I mean, my dad, right. you know, I'm in you know, his, his career, I believe he was, he was a juice band member his entire career until he retired. Um, so yeah, being a part of local 77, um, I, I just, I absolutely love it. Um, especially with the staff that I'm working with. I mean, uh, we've got the Spokane office here and then we've got Tri-Cities Kennewick office and then the Seattle office. And it's great to, uh, to have such a, such an amazing staff, uh, awesome business manager Rex Habner. He's he's uh, he, he's doing so well for us, and he supports supports all of his reps. Um, and everybody is just very supportive with each other and helps each other out. Uh, we, we'll we'll get into these you know long email strings of hey, can somebody check in their in their any contracts if they have this or if they have that, and you know let me know. Um, it, it's been a really great environment, and it's really it's really made me happy being around uh, good people and people who are really passionate for, for, for labor and for, for the IBW. Right. It's, yeah. I, 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 uh, uh, as you and I have talked about privately, I, I signed the books up there, another terminology that people might yeah. understand that what we call the out of work book. Uh, yeah. and you know, that's the beauty of the, of the union system. It has its flaws. I mean, there's some manipulation sadly, but for the most part, uh, you you get a job uh, if you're not with it steady with the utility like in your case you get a job on a project um yeah. you, you get laid off um or you drag you quit whatever you go back and you sign that book and they go down the list uh uh, uh depending on your job like we talked about ground and alignment on the gas side as we would call it and um a company calls up and says i need x of these y of these and yeah. uh, you answer your phone and and you start up, and you know your what wage you're going to make, uh, and the gender gap isn't there. Some we could talk yeah. about later, but uh, yeah. you, you, once you get that union card, uh, there's no twenty five cents taken off the dollar uh, if you're yeah. if you're if it's a, a F next to the gender as opposed to M for male, yeah. F for me, a female. So off you go. You know your benefits, and on the company side, I say this a lot. You know. Um, I know there are some real pro-union, pro-local uh, businesses, 
Uh, it saves them a ton of money in the long run because they don't need to put ads out. They don't need to have a big HR department, relatively yeah. speaking. Uh, they call it up and they say, we need a qualified lineman. And uh, IBEW, like uh, the rest of the trades, are guaranteed that that person goes out is a is qualified for that job. And that, that work, you get someone from the IBEW, you're going to get somebody who's qualified to do the job that you're hiring them to do. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, right. That's, 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 right. That's, a, that's the key word. Right, and we are talking electricity. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's like my foreman told me we were doing storm recovery up in Montana, and he said, "Remember, John, you know, someone's life depends on this. You know, starting with starting with the, the brother or sister you're working next to, obviously, and uh, a lot of." Uh, Attention's paid to that. We watch out for each other, um, uh, but it, it is all uh, all right. A lot of people, it, uh, the 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 system, uh, especially storm recovery, another interesting area. So you uh, again, I'm speaking with Dave Gariani and uh, out of the IBEW International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 77, Spokane, Washington. He's a uh, relatively new on the business side, we could call it. He's a business rep, came up from San Diego, his union and the family there. Uh, I'm John Andercheck. We're recording this on October 1st. I'm down at my home here recording this on Audacity. Uh, so that's uh, what's going on with you. Uh, you're you're covering a lot of ground. I imagine you put a lot of miles in it when you're uh, in uh, this part of the world. Um, there's a lot of ground to cover uh, in the West. And um uh, what have you been seeing out in the field? I mean, again, uh, IBW, uh, COVID, let's go back this. Uh, COVID certainly has proven uh, the value of having a, a union card in your pocket when it comes to uh, dealing with the risks that uh, are now involved on top of the risks of our job, the risk of COVID, of the pandemic. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, you want to get into that? Yeah, I want to talk about um, You know, I... I guess, uh, strictly speaking, just for the assignments that I, that I cover and members um, under my assignments, uh, I've been I've been pretty lucky. Uh, no, no major issues as far as any kind of contracts uh, pertaining to COVID or, or having to uh, change any contract language. You know, obviously we you know we had to make some some changes um, and uh, some amendments for the time of, of COVID uh, just to keep keep our brothers and sisters safe out there working. Um, most most of the uh, most of the co-ops and, and the utilities that I'm, I'm covering, they they're still they're still maintaining the uh, um, all the precautions. You know, they're they're, they're socially distanced, uh, um, driving separate vehicles, trying to keep the crews together, same crews together. Um, uh, some some assignments they're they're showing up at different times to kind of keep them spread apart. Uh, one of the one of my co-ops they they had a bunch of uh, uh, warehouses outskirts warehouses in the outskirts of Spokane closed down beforehand and then he ended up opening opening them back up to you know so the crews can kind of stay apart. But um, yeah, luckily there hasn't been too many issues. I know some of the other business reps are dealing with uh, quite a bit of other issues that that uh, COVID is kind of making whatever COVID issues. Uh, so I've kind of lucked out on that, but um, it'd be, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a headache, obviously. I mean, for everybody, nobody wants to be dealing with this. Uh, nobody wants to be wearing a mask, especially while they're working uh, mask mandates that have been coming out. So it's been, it's been quite a roller coaster. And the, and the funny thing is I, I, uh, I, I took over this position permanently early March, literally right before COVID started. So there's, there's a few couple of my assignments. I've never even been out there. Or I haven't even met the shop stewards. Yet. <laughs> you know, I had to, uh, I had to call them up, 
call him up on the phone and, and you know introduce myself and you know, I've got three assignments out of the Kennewick office at uh, over at Grand Coulee and, and Nespelum and, and uh, uh, Columbia Basin and I, I've just had to talk to them over the phone did negotiations for one of those places over the phone <laughs> it's, been, it's been tough but you know people out there are having a lot of what we got going on well right and then and then again uh, you know the, the key words you're using there that um, you they the workers have someone dealing with uh, this someone representing them literally the business rep the business representative uh, the local behind him the union behind yeah. the local and uh, you see this in, in other organized um, workplaces uh, United the uh, United Food and Commercial Workers Union great union oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and talk about essential workers they stepped right up uh, but yeah. you, you know. Um, you know, I've always said everyone needs a union and, you know, the ground was shaky before the pandemic. It just uh, made it worse, to say the least, uh, and outlined so many of our weaknesses, health care. Uh, uh, and uh, I uh, so they are. But boy, if it, you know, otherwise, without that union card, uh, you're at the mercy of what your uh, employer wants to uh, give or not give. Do, do they want to give out? Do they want to work with you, make your workplace yeah. safe? Uh you know, do they want to uh, skirt the mandates from the from the agencies, the health agencies, the government? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the great thing about it is we're allowed to part. We, part of, right. you know, we can't we can't change the laws or the rules. So we've, we've got we've got, you know, some play with that. Right. Right. Again. And then you, and, and it's not one worker um, uh, dealing with it uh, on their own, uh, which, again, yeah. which, again, this speaks all of unionism. Uh, exactly. Right. So, uh, Dave, we're coming up to uh, uh, just about a break here. On, uh, I'm going to like to break this and start so that we can make it fit for the radio show. Uh, yeah. Again, speaking with Dave Gariani with IBEW Local 77. So hold on a second there. Okay. Okay. Part one of a two-part interview with Dave there, Dave Gariani. Uh, Going to go into the second part in a few minutes. This is Labor Lines on KRFP 90.3 FM, Moscow, Idaho, krfp.org, where we stream live. I'm John Andrzejczyk. You can get hold of me at laborlinejohn at yahoo.com. This show and the standalone interviews are now available on podcasts, including Anchor FM and Spotify. You can look that right up. Uh, get on to those if you want to listen later. Okay, KRFP. If you want to become a member of the station, go to KRFP, krfp.org, and help continue the great programming that we bring you uh, all through the day and night seven days a week all right stay tuned for the next part of this interview thank you john andercheck i'm back again with dave gariani he is the business rep for the international brotherhood of electrical workers local 77 out of spokane washington uh, full disclaimer here, proudly, I was a member, uh, not nearly as long as you, Dave, but uh, I always say the union was there when I needed um, good wages, uh, a pension, and wow, good health care, to say the least, for the family. Uh, we almost had to pinch ourselves. My wife kept sending me back, sending me back to the job. I was up in ha uh, Cutback, Montana, uh, 30 below zero. We were putting in a transmission line when I finally got initiated, and she'd send me back and say, well, find out how much it's going to cost for the kids. 
I'd go up there and they'd say, well, it's not any extra for the kids. I'd come back and uh, it took me two or three trips for her to be convinced it was that good of a deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, and then again, uh, you know, so here we are. So um, we talked about your background uh, in the trade, um, the ground you're covering up there, uh, the local there, uh, 8,000 members. I didn't know it was that big. Um, so, uh, but you recently, uh, you know, we started connecting on the phone and all you said that you were attending, uh, I guess probably virtually, uh, the Washington State uh, uh, Labor, Labor Council meeting. Yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, you want to go into that if you don't mind? Yeah. Yeah. So we had a, so I've, I've been a delegate of Spokane Regional Labor Council for, uh, it's been uh, a couple of years now almost, sometime in 2000, I think mid 2017, I jumped on that. Um, and, and it's funny. So, so kind of with the, with the convention my first my first uh, taste of Washington State Labor Council was the 2017 convention in Wenatch and I, I didn't know anything about it I, they signed me up and I said okay well you're going to be a delegate now uh, uh, so you're going to go to this convention in Wenatch oh, okay cool right on um, still fairly new being up here got out there and met everybody that was representing local 77 and I, I i gotta admit that was a that was kind of life life-changing moment the uh, the first day with uh, all the speakers that were there um I, I didn't really realize at the time how how politically driven it was, um, but it was pretty pretty impactful. Uh, two two speakers that really came to mind or that really impacted me were uh, uh, Elise Bryant, she's a, a labor activist, and uh, uh, Bill Fletcher Jr. That guy was that guy was powerful. He's a labor activist, civil rights activist, author. Uh, he was a uh, uh, union worker, East East Coast. Um, so after that, then you know, came back and started going to the monthly meetings, and took uh, took a little while to kind of find my place in there and to, to kind of realize what I was doing and what I was supposed to be bringing back to my to my local. Uh, but I, I really enjoy it because it, it's nice to to hear what other locals are 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 dealing with what other labor unions i mean all, all unions in, in spokane and washington state what they're all dealing with uh, but this year's this year's convention was held last week and yeah it was all it was all virtual so it was it was challenging but you know we, we all got through it he's kind of doing their best on this but uh um you know president uh, larry brown kicked us off uh, they had some keynote speakers. They had the uh, AFL-CIO uh, uh, Secretary Treasurer Liz Schuler. She she spoke. Uh, yeah, had some good breakout sessions. Uh, a lot of it was was uh, factored around COVID. Obviously, uh, one of the one of the ones I took was workers' rights in the times of COVID nineteen and and uh, some of the issues that everybody's dealing with. And, and they had a lot of other stuff. They had uh, uh, you know saving saving union jobs through through worker cooperatives. All kinds of great stuff like that. Um, yeah, they had Governor Jay Inslee on there, the uh, Washington State Labor Council Secretary Treasurer, Secretary Treasurer April Sims. She gave a really powerful speech. Uh, you know, a lot of it was based on obviously the elections this, this year, and then uh, a lot of talk on the uh, uh, NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board. Now that's been changing a lot the last you know four years. Um, so it, it, it was a great convention. Um, Took a lot of great notes. I, I still got to compile and share with uh, share with my organization. Uh, and then the you know the last day of it is they we go over all the uh, uh, political endorsements and then we go through all the resolutions, uh, you know, proposed resolutions to take to uh, to take to Olympia. So it's it's been it's that's been a very very educational uh, you know group to be with. Um, and like I said, it's a little bit tougher doing all this over you know over Zoom meetings and you know getting getting in breakout rooms, but, uh, but, but it was, it was great. I, I encourage anybody, anybody who can get on a, a central labor council, um, 
who's interested in labor or just curious about it, I, I encourage anybody to, to jump on, get with their get with their uh, union organization organizer, and ask ask if they're involved in any kind of AFL CIO Central Labor Council. Uh, they're definitely an asset to have. Uh, I know. I know quite a few that are over on the, the Idaho one. Uh, a couple of buddies of mine from my former former employer and uh, you know good old Joe Maloney and so yeah good old Joe Maloney narrowback right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah IBW Wireman yeah I say that yeah, yeah the, the, the Joe does not have a narrow back but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that yeah, that's great. So the the Washington State Labor Council is basically the equivalent of the Idaho AFL CIO. Would that be correct? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, and that's a great organization. I I've used it when I was doing my show live, Dave. Uh, I would go to their website. I, I recommend this to anyone to, to stand if you can find that uh, incredible uh, uh, internet newspaper covering uh, labor from uh, you know focused on the northwest on on Washington State, obviously at the county and state level, but offers great national news as well and uh, yeah. uh, great organization there. I've never. Uh, um, and and, and uh, conventions are interesting. My wife and I took part in uh, a state convention with the uh, Democratic Party a couple of years ago on a platform uh, yeah. convention and learning the uh, Roberts rules and all that good stuff. And uh, uh, and uh, yeah, it's good to encourage people to uh, be engaged, uh, Dave, because. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. it's like saying, you know, how much griping do you want to put up with? I mean, you know. Uh, well, that, and that's the thing, yeah. And that's because, you know, a lot of, a lot of members they don't know want to be involved in the politics of it. You know, they, you know, I mean, whether red or blue, right or left, I mean, when it comes down to it, 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 it all comes down to our, our, our wages, hours, working conditions, um, our livelihoods. And unfortunately, as as not as interesting as, as, you know, going out and doing line work or doing gas work or whatever, it's, it is important to, to know what's going on, um, to know what laws are being passed that are damaging to local unions. Um, so, and, and that's, that's the hard part to, to try to get members involved with that kind of stuff and, and joining a, a political action committee. You know, everyone thinks that, oh, you, you know, unions, they, they, they just spend all our dues on on this party or that party or this candidate and that candidate. And just trying to educate the members saying, well, no, actually, no, our dues, the due, I, I, strictly speaking for IBW, Local 77, our dues are, are the we pay are, are for representation for me, for my my other the other reps that I work with. That's all for representation. Any kind of political stuff, that's that's through a through a PAC committee, through a political action committee, contributions. You know that's completely separate, but no. Let's stop. I'd like to jump in here, uh, Dave. That's very important, yeah. uh, and I think that's actually uh, you're saying for the IBW. I think that's actually federal law, and when you hear that, you know that's one of the uh, uh, fake news, if you will. That oh, I, you know, I don't want to pay dues to the union because. Uh, it's going to a certain party, a certain candidate. No, that's that's completely separate. And uh, and not only that, so again, you're paying for the re- representation, you're paying for the, all the work it takes to come up with your collective bargaining agreement or come up with your uh, agreement with the signatories, with the contractors. Uh, and if you live in Idaho, which is a right-to-work state, uh, yeah, and you don't even have to pay those dues, but you still get the benefits of that because that's federally mandated in a union represented shop. Yeah. 
the union can't say we got 100 members and 20 non-members and we'll negotiate for the 100 and the 20 can go uh, see how it's how fun it is to do it on their own. No, we, we negotiate. Yeah. People like you in uh, right-to-work states uh, uh, get the benefit of all that effort, all that cost, and we do have uh, terms for those guys and gals, don't we? Yeah, but so many people don't understand this, and so let's go back a little bit to, you were talking about, uh, you mentioned the discussion of the National Labor Relations Board. Critical um, and uh, and sadly is so uh, ex- so uh, exposed to the change of administrations because the seats can constantly change with whoever's in the White House. So, uh, yeah. It, and, that, and that's the thing. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're doing a lot with that, um, especially in this you know, political year or election year, I should say. Um, even from the from the international office level, um, just given, given the education and, and the information out to our members what the NLRB is, um, you know, and, and and where it came from in the National Labor Relations Act, you know, enacted in 1935. Um, it, it, it's our protections. It's the union's protections, and there's you know you get you get five five person a five person board. You know, the members are are they're they're appointed by the president. You know, they get a five year term. Uh, so every year somebody gets somebody gets picked because uh, it's just it's staggered that way. So if it it all depends on on you know who. The administration at the time, if it's a pro-business administration, you're going to get a you know a heavy conservative in there that's going to want to break down the unions. Or if you get uh, a pro-union uh, administration, you're going to get more more uh, pro-labor on on the, on the board, and that's going to help out. I mean, it's it's uh, kind of uh, kind of with with your with your with labor lines. I also follow uh, uh, NLRB watch uh, Rod Atkinson and. Uh, it just seems like every single day there's a new law being being passed and being changed. Uh, you know, our rights are being taken away. Uh, some, one of the new ones is it's, it's something as simple as you can't go into a grievance meeting and use what they call salty language. Otherwise, you could be fired, terminated, disciplined. Um, so a shop steward can't go in there and say that's, you know, what you're saying is BS or whatever. Um those are rights that are being taken away from from our unions. Some stuff that we've had for for you know decades that uh, you know the people that came before us, men and women that fought hard, you know, blood, sweat, literally blood, sweat, and tears to to earn those rights are are just slowly being taken away, you know, little by little. It seems like day by day it's happening. Right. Um, yeah, so that's right. I saw that ruling, the the shop's third ruling. And to me, the problematic is that uh, uh, it it probably just leaves the door open. It's come sound like that. He said, she said. It's uh, uh, well, he used this language I found offensive, and then it could just gum up the works. Uh, so these yeah. rulings are constant. Uh, it kind of like death by a thousand wounds. Uh, again, I'm speaking with Dave Gar- Gariani with uh, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers (IBEW), Local 77, Spokane. He's a business representative for the workers. He 
um, covers a lot of ground. A lot of it now virtually, I guess, with with COVID. Uh, <laughs> I know the new normal. Um, yeah. The new normal. You were talking about your experience attending the state labor conventions, getting together. I'm sure it's very exciting. And uh, uh, and again, you're with the other unions, all all at least the ones affiliated with uh, the labor council or with the AFL CIO. Uh, sound yeah. like you had some great speakers there. Uh, Liz yeah. Schuler, you know, it's interesting. Uh, um, I think we're still society at large, Dave, uh, suffer under uh, this misconception of, uh, you know, the fat old white guys with the cigars in the back room making the deals, the union uh, <laughs> bosses. Uh, we've made a lot of strides. Yeah, IBW's made a lot of strides. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I always say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I know. Well, I always say is that they, when they start calling us thugs, it's like, oh, or when Scott Walker called us terrorists, it's like, man, you don't even want to go there. <laughs> yeah, you don't even you don't even want to. You can't even imagine. You know, you can't even imagine. Uh, you know, yeah, the, uh, you know, you keep pushing a corner. Um, so uh, that's interesting. So, you know, um, you know, we're, you're giving me a lot of time. But I'd like to go back to. Um, you know, we you were talking about your experience, the welder welding upside down. Uh, you're doing the gas work, the the line work. We have a god uh, uh, grandson who's a welder in New York City, and he's not union. I keep telling him get in the union. I even sent him copies of uh, our paper, the Electric Worker, uh, which I love getting. Uh, and and he's in New York City, and they're begging for apprentices there. On the gas side, what do they call it? The silver wave, you know, a gray wave, the guys that are going to retire. Um, oh, yeah. uh, so, uh, you know, you use the term topped out. And also, you want to describe uh, if a person, and again, we're not going to undersell, I'm not going to undersell the difficulties women have faced getting into the trades. But I know that you're committed I know I'm committed to uh, 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 making it an equal playing field. If you can do the job, uh, you can do the job regardless of your gender. And also another thing is um, a lot of guys get in trouble with the law and all, but uh, heck, I've worked with foremen that come out and tell me, man, they served 10 years in prison, straightened up, got an apprenticeship program. And it's uh, what I say about the trades uh, the unions is it's it's not yesterday it's today uh, yeah. but so how would a person go about looking into apprenticeship with uh, the IBDW and with uh, say 77 in particular Dave uh, there's, there's there's different ways you could, um, like I said I've been a utility utility lineman my entire career so you know I hired into a to a company um, you know started out with you know San Diego Gas and Electric and then uh, and then obviously moved moved my ticket up to uh, to uh, you know up here to a company up here. So, um, but I mean, you could you, you can go to a line school. I know uh, uh, through uh, Spokane Community College, there's there's line schools. Uh, um, there's the um, it's one important, I believe, in the Northwest. Totally, completely, completely, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. No, you're fine. But yeah, the community college—that's one way to get into vocations, right? Yeah. And yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, you know, you can go construction. You can do all sorts of work. You can get on. Uh, you know, get, you get called as a as a as a groundman. Um, 
Right. That's that was my route. Let, let, let me let me break in here. That was my route. Uh, uh, I heard of a big line project that was going to be relatively close to my home in Montana. And I just used the Internet. I found a consortium building it. I called them. They said all our work's going to be with Rocky Mountain contractors. I called them. They said all our hiring is out of the IBEW in Butte, Local 44. I literally drove down there with my teenage daughter. We walked in the office. I signed a book. You do start at the bottom. Uh, You get your hours in. Uh, you you get on the top, you get in a better book, as we say. Uh, you get your hours in, you get initiated. You, uh, IBW, the initiation fee, yeah. is, is, oh, yeah. is nothing. Right. Right. That direction. Um, yeah, a couple different directions. I, you know, I've, I've gotten calls recently of just, you know, people who've, who've seen my name on the website or whatever or came to the hall and there's, you know, it, the hall's closed right now, but they see the list of names and phone numbers, the contacts. And somebody called me up just out of the blue and say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I, I, I want to be a lineman. Uh, how do I do that? I'm like, well, I'd try this, do this, do this, go to the utility, go to the Northwest JTC. Do you have a, have you been to a lion school? Um, how do you feel about traveling? How do you feel about, you know? Right, there's a big one there. <laughs> I like to tell you, how do you feel like right? You're right. You know? Yeah. You got go get go after a CDL. If you want, if you're talking to IBW, uh, you're probably going to end up get, having to get your commercial driver's license. Though on the utility side, you probably get trained into that. Um, yeah, that, and that, see, that's the big big difference when how I came up compared to you know outside construction. Um, and, and to tell you the honest and God truth, John, when I came up here, I I didn't know much about you know the books and 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 JTC, you know, Northwest JTC up here. And it just, it was completely different because I, I hired into a company. I took a bid. I got indentured as an apprentice. They sent me to, um, uh, commercial drivers training. They, they, they did CPR. It was all through the company, all on the job training. Uh, the only thing I had to do on my own was, uh, uh, we did, uh, for the apprenticeship, we did night school. So Tuesday and Thursday nights, you go up to school for, you know, a couple hours, did three years of that. But yeah, everything was all in-house. So to, to come up here and to, you know, kind of learn different ways, you know, later on in my career that, you know, these people, they have to, um, you know, they have to do a lot of this stuff on their own unless they go to like do a line school here and then they, they kind of assist them with that. But yeah, it's just a, somebody just coming right off the street and say, hey, I want to be a, I want to be a lineman. Okay. You have any experience? Nope. Nothing. Okay. Well, sign book four and right. <laughs> you can get a call and get you on a, get you on a crew. And, you know, if you want to go tree trimming and, and start there and, oh. you know, just start working your way up, you know, it's, so it, it's been actually pretty educational for me, you know, a 22 year member, you know, finally learning this kind of stuff. Cause it just, it was, I just came up a different way. Um, I still had a great apprenticeship and, and SDG and E to have a, top-notch apprentice apprentice training it's it's you know um nationally nationally recognized um so yeah it was it was a great great experience coming up right now um i was gonna say i like to put this out there is that uh it's my understanding that uh, the largest vocational training program in the united states are the union training programs a vocational hey, training man, and, and they're man. that's right there and, and of course they work with the contractors uh the national yeah. electric contractors association great facilities uh state-of-the-art um 
And uh, the line schools, you know, typically, again, there's community college ones, there's private ones. Uh, Again, people listening, if they're fascinated by this work and there's a great demand for it, um, uh, you know, you got to be ready to go. You take your call, travel. I talk to people, travel can be a consideration, uh, but you can work your way up. Um, Some guys swear by the traveling because, uh, boy, I mean, uh, the sky's the limit on what the money can make. Um, it, it really is, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's, you know, when you get you get somebody that you know, has a family, or you know, and, and it's you know, it's traveling is is going to be a tough day for them. So, okay, well, it's you know, and that's and that's when I would have to say, okay, well, then if that's the case, you better chances of trying to get on a utility, which could take a lot longer than being out on construction. Right. There's a lot, a lot of sacrifice to. You know, I, I guess speaking only as as a lineman, lots of sacrifice. I mean, every 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 job, every classification, every every uh, uh, every trade has their their sacrifice. But you know, speaking as a lineman, lots of sacrifice, lots of time away from home, lots of uh, long nights, long long hours, uh, harsh conditions. You know, especially right. especially yeah. coming up from sunny sunny Southern California to, to Spokane, working in the snow. Right, and, and, and people look at it. You know, uh, yeah, you know, just jumping back a little bit. Uh, tree trimmer, uh, a big call. I was reading about California. Anyways, big call for that. Incredible skill. I think they're kind of uh, they don't get the. Uh, uh, Recognition. recognition, excuse me, that's the right. word. Recognition, but wow. I mean, oh, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Right. Just great people. Great, great people. right. They take, a, they take a ton of pride in their work. Oh. I, I really enjoy learning about what they do as well. I, I like learning about it with all the trade, especially when everybody takes pride. Right. And then the trades offer that, be it the laborers, uh, iron workers. Yeah. And I guess not for everybody. Uh, uh, it's not for everybody, but uh, you know, it could be for people that don't don't at first think about it. I think we're changing our ways a little. It used to be. I, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, go I, ahead. I heard you talking to uh, one, of your, one of your recent uh, one of your recent episodes. I was talking to uh, Kelly Kupak. Yes. Um, you guys were mentioning the, uh, you know, pushing trades schools instead of you know four year colleges, and that's that's something that you know I've heard about a lot. Uh, the last few years is, you know, you, you could go to, you can go to a four-year college and, you know, get a degree or whatever. And, you know, be in competition with, you know, thousands of other people who have the same degree who are trying to get the same job and be in a mountain of debt for the rest, you know, for the next 20, 30 years or whatever, or you come jump on a trade, uh, get paid to go to, get paid to get to go to school, get trained um, have a heck of a fun time doing it and, uh, make a good living and make benefits. And, you know, it's funny. It was in, my wife and I were talking to uh, our daughter, we had a, two, two daughters, a five, five and a 10 year old and talking to our 10 year old the other day. And you know, we were talking about school and college and getting, getting prepared to, you know, eventually you're going to have to start really thinking about that. And, uh, I you know, of course being the, <laughs> the union activist, right. I, am, I, I said, you know, you could always, you always go to a trade school, you know, you could be, you can go to the line department, you can go to the line side, or you can go, you can be an electrician, you can be a plumber, you can be a pipe fitter, it, you know, that's, you know, she actually took, seems like she took a little interest in it, so, it, you know, I was, I was trying to push that uh, to anybody, especially somebody, you know, in school still trying to really 
think about where, what they want to do in their life, where they, what direction they want to go. Um, so I was great when we we're, uh, we're not gonna be able to do it this year, but we do the, uh, the labor council puts on the, uh, uh, labor fair, labor rally every year, every, uh, I think it's October. Um, and that was a good place to, uh, you know, meet people and, and meet people in different trades, you know, building trades, laborers, uh, and all, all sorts of different unions and go talk to them and, and see what their jobs are like and what they do and what their apprenticeships are like. And, you know, how can we get more people interested in, in this kind of work? Um, I, I, I'm really trying to trying to push that and, and uh, working with, uh, we actually just endorsed a, a local candidate here in Spokane. And one of the conversations we had when we were doing an interview was, you know, what, he mentioned that he wanted to go to schools, high schools, even elementary schools and start, start um, letting them know about trades and trade schools and that, that direction, not necessarily a four year, you know, college, we're going to get out of debt. And, you know, we, we actually talked to him afterwards and say, Hey, let's, let's get together and we'll, we'll work something out. We'll work something out where we work together and, and uh, start, start uh, spreading the information of, of trade, trade unions, trade schools. Absolutely. And again, it's, it comes right down to it. You know, people would, not that many years ago, you were told if you had to go into business, if you're going to go to college, if you had to go to business. Don't yeah. go history. My goodness, who gets hired uh, teaching history? And I actually looked into it. Uh, uh, our, uh, all our, uh, you know, we had a son that went into military and uh, the daughters all went into college. And I'm glad they're doing what they want to do. And that's the thing. If you want to go to college and go to college, you're going to be able to figure out uh, a way of dealing with that debt. Uh, we have yeah. one daughter that's uh, by working where she's working in Missoula as a lab scientist. She's getting some relief on her debt. And that's what she wants to do. You know, and uh, I, you know, my uh, my wife, uh, she's the brains of the family. Uh, uh, I actually I always wanted to get into the trades. I was logging. I was a firefighter, uh, wildland firefighter, uh, grew up in Chicago. And my heroes were always the construction workers throwing up those skyscrapers. Um, yeah. Uh, amazing stuff, uh, uh, Dave. Uh, so again, if that's what you want to do or you want to give it a try, and some people give it a try, and it's not for them, but uh, it, there's nothing to be ashamed yeah. of either. Uh, yeah, and then Kelly, I'm glad you mentioned Kelly Koopchak, or she told me that she's been called Cupcake, uh, and she's been called worse because <laughs> uh, she was actually an equipment <laughs> operator, you know. Uh, and so uh, um, I'm fascinated by her program, kind of uh, – you know, take going off a little side here is that how, how they're um, fostering women to get into the trades a hundred at a time. Uh, and, and one of her greatest allies is um, our, our uh, coal local down there in, um, in the Longview, uh, Portland, actually uh, local 48. Oh, yeah. uh, and she has nothing but good to say about uh, those folks down there. Dave Gariani, boy, I miss, did your name? I wrote it big on my pad here, so I got a little cheat sheet. Uh, a, a brother from uh, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, a great representative for all workers. Uh, it's got to be all of us or none of us. Um, and uh, we, we got uh, uh, big battles ahead of us, but uh, that's been uh, the history of workers forever. Uh, we're going to do it by sticking together, as we spoke about. Again, Local 77, you can find you guys on the uh, uh, IBEW, Local 77. You can find you on the web, find contact information, and yeah. go go for it for there. And, uh, yeah, we're on there. We, we just, uh, we've, been, we've been working on our uh, social media pages, 
trying to trying to keep, get those updated. We we got a lot of new uh, new uh, representative, uh, somewhat of a new not say a new administration. We got some new reps uh, coming in, and and uh, we're just we're trying to trying to keep keep the members engaged, uh, especially with COVID. Um, we just we just. Uh, Redid our Instagram page, uh, working on our Facebook. We're working on redoing our website, uh, working on a YouTube channel. So we're, we're working on all that fun stuff, uh, to keep everybody engaged and, uh, and, uh, tell, tell a lot of the people on my, uh, the members of my assignments to say, Hey, send me, send me pictures from out the field. Send me guys just sitting around BSing, having lunch or whatever. Send me some cool. I'll put it up on our Instagram. I'll put it up on our Facebook. So you guys give everybody some recognition. Absolutely. I, people don't realize that when you read, you'll read in the paper, read the news, a million people out of, uh, out of power. And uh, in less than a week, 90% of them are back in power. And you, yeah. you and I know who, was, who are out there. I did. Absolutely. I, I only did one stint on recovery. Uh, I thought I got it before I, I retired. Uh, incredible work. Um, uh, it's uh People are waiting for you out there. Um, talk about essential workers. Dave, thank you so much for your time. We're going to finish this up, but if you just stay on the line for a second. Again, Dave Gariani with Local 77, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. Thank you, John. It's been a pleasure. This, this is KRFP, Moscow, Idaho, 90.3 on the FM dial. KRFP.org, where we stream live. The show is Labor Lines. I'm John Andrzejczyk. Got through the first hour of this show that I'm recording for play, if all goes well, on October 13th. You can get hold of me at laborlinejohn at yahoo.com. The show, after it's airing, gets posted, gets loaded in its entirety on various podcast platforms, including Anchor FM, Spotify, Overcast, and a few others. Go to uh, uh, Anchor FM, and you can catch the last show and some standalone interviews. Uh, Coming up next will be an interview a little further afield in Spokane, Washington, uh, with Kim Griffin, longtime labor activist, longtime healthcare worker, running for a position on the health board of the Sequoia Health District in the Bay Area. She is part of the Labor Slate, which is running right now unaffiliated uh, candidates, but looking at supporting labor slash union candidates in the established political parties. I found this very exciting, reached out, and Kim was very gracious in giving me some of her valuable time. So I think we'll all find this interesting.